Holistic. Bashiana. Hi, welcome to Who You Call In Holistic. I am your host, Shiana Rivers. Welcome back. Happy whatever day of the week you are listening to this episode. Um, how y'all doing out there? Everybody all right? I feel like uh, the end of 2023 was, um, and I know I've had an episode out since, but still, I feel like the end of 2023 was like, I don't know, harder for a lot of people. I remember I went to uh, the chiropractor and applied kinesiologist I've been seeing, and it was at the start of the year, and he was like, yeah, the last two weeks, just a whole bunch of people have died, and I was like, what? And like, the more I was on social media, the more I was seeing, like, there was there was some fuckery afoot, and I was like, all right, yeah, um, I don't know what's going on out there, but I, I see it, so... You know, if you are going through some things right now or like you were just in some heavy shit, take your time with what you need to process because a lot of people are going through some heavy shit. So before we get into all of the things today, I am recording today at GOT Sound Studio. Make sure you like, subscribe, share my shit. If you have not already subscribed to my email list, make sure you do that as well so you can stay in the loop of what's going on, my current events happening, my future events happening, and you know, just some inspiration. I like to provide some resources in there too for people to utilize, and um, sometimes I'll throw in some meditations I'm listening to or some inspiration that I've got going on right now. So it is a good, at least weekly newsletter where I get to share some shit other than the shit I share on here, and in addition to and expanding on the shit I share on here. That's not, that was a mouthful, but anyway. So, uh, today's convo is inspired by a, I had a client recently, and we had like a really good conversation, and I remember I was like, man, I should have had like the record button on for today, because this could have been a podcast on its own, just the conversation that was taking place and this client's been seeing me maybe like a year, a year and a half now. And we were just discussing, you know, some of the ahas that have happened in her evolution and her, her process and how that is for other people along the way. And one of the things that I was just thinking about uh, was just how this healing journey is for other people and how how it's different for everybody. So one of the other things that I want to mention is I've had this conversation before with other healers, much like, you know, currently it's cold, COVID, flu, RSV, whatever else season, right? And in Chinese medicine, it's also kidney season, which is fear. And uh, so again, make sure, make sure you're drinking your water, you're hydrating. And with that, you know, I feel like especially those that are hypersensitive, we feel even more of that amplified, right? So it's important to protect your own energy and develop the energetic protection skills that you have so that you can implement those, those barriers and those things so that you can move through this season a little less untouched and unbothered by the other things that are going on. So 
with that said, oftentimes this time of year, you know, of course, seasonal depression is in full effect. And that's why I say, you know, get these tools for your toolkit so that you don't necessarily experience these symptoms like you could have been having them. But um, much like cold and flu season, the physical things that happen with those things going on, what I've noticed as a, as a practitioner and what some other practitioners can share too is it seems like a lot of times whenever collectively there's, you know, whatever physical things going on, there's also, and when I say physical, I mean, again, like cold and flu and stuff, the sickness things happening. There's also physically happening, it seems like similar things. Like if I were to do some body work on a client or a Reiki on a client, it's like similar things keep popping up for the sessions that I have. It's like, oh yeah, the last client was going through that too. Oh yeah, and the one before that, like similar pain patterns, similar energy blockages, that kind of thing. So you'd be surprised, you know, like how much you're sharing energetically and emotionally with those around you, especially if you're hypersensitive, right? So one of the things that has been coming up over and over, probably the last, I don't even want to say the full last month, maybe the last like th three weeks probably, but energetically the, the topic that keeps coming up over and over, and I was like, you know, I need to talk about this. I need to speak on this, is one, well, I guess these two go hand in hand, but one being a burden and two, just the difficulty in receiving. And one of the things that I've discovered over the years is, so, okay, rewind. Back when I learned access bars, which was 2019, yes, 2019, I think. Back when I learned access bars, you know, I like to have, that's probably my Mercury and Sagittarius, but I like to have bullet points with what I'm discussing or the things that I'm sharing or the practices I'm using, right? Because when people are like, well, what is this about? What is this for? I can give you the fluffy response, you know, I can do that, but like, you're gonna get lost in it, right? But if I can give you some bullet points, it's easily digestible and it gets right to the point of how this can help you. So when I was like, what is Access Bars about? What is it for? And if you haven't had a session with me just yet, especially if you're not in Columbia, South Carolina, highly suggest trying out an Access Bars session at some point. I've even had an episode on here about it where um, I had my teacher come and speak about Access Bars. But Access Bars helps you feel comfortable receiving. It gives you the ability to receive. And in my practice, it's like a, not like a, I don't wanna say catch 22, but it's interesting that as a healer, you know I definitely have a clientele out there for me. You know somebody that needs healing, right? Like it's not like I have a service that people don't need, you know what I mean? But if you are in a space that you have trouble receiving help, a lot of times you're not gonna be ready to receive healing. You're not going to be ready to feel better or seek out the things that can make you feel better. And that's on an energetic level. But even on a physical level, and I've had like this whole conspiracy theory, conspiracy, 
conspiracy theory, we can say that one, about, because I'm sure there's some sort of scientific way to test this. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get to that part at some point in my, in my career path as I get to share the things that I'm sharing over the years. But when I have clients, for instance, that are earth signs, and I can speak, I'm, a, I'm also an earth sign, right? But earth sign, it's solid, it's, uh, it can be hard, you know, it's earth, it's the foundations of things. So physically, and I don't even want to just say just earth signs. I'm just saying I feel like I've noticed in them there's a different level of toughness on them when receiving body work. But other signs, any sign, any gender, whatever, if you have lived your life, you know, going, 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 doing, 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 that is that like masculine energy, then you can become physically hard. Um, you know, like if you're working the same job or sitting in the same position, doing the same body mechanics throughout the day, your body becomes accustomed to those, you know, that repetition and whatnot. So everything in it, unless you are doing something, you know, physically demanding, which even still, now there's like a fine line with that, but your body can become physically hard, right? It's just not, it's not getting this, the rest and the, the softness that it can get in that feminine energy, which is that relaxation, the resting, the receiving. And I feel like that is something that we are continuously seeing to shift right now is the, uh, the understanding that we need both. We need both soft and strong. We need both hard and soft. We need a balance to continue to, to live our lives. And when you are just in that masculine driven energy all the time, like I said, you already do physically become hard, but you, you're going to require more work to soften, right? So I think it's, it's interesting when people, you know, finally allow themselves to lean into healing or to lean into people helping them out and then they get frustrated in many ways because it's like, why, why haven't I reached this level in this journey yet? Or why haven't I gotten here yet because so-and-so is doing it? Or like, I had this expectation that I would be further along by now. And it's like, that's not how it works. But also, if you have been living your life hard, <laughs> I don't want to say it like that because most of y'all are... are females listening anyway, but still, if you have been living your life physically hard and just always going, how many years do you think it would take to undo that way of thinking, that way of moving, right? Like, and I remember I had that conversation with my mom, it's been months ago, and she had, she was feeling guilty about being tired, like on the weekend or something like that, or uh, taking a nap she felt guilty about taking a nap. And I was like, well, what, what else would you be doing right now? And she's like, well, I could be, I could be cleaning or I could be doing, and I'm like, yeah, but also that stuff will still be there. And, you know, think about how long you've been working. Think about how long you've been always moving and going. And don't you think your body is tired? Like, don't you think it could use an extra nap? And she was like, well, well, yeah. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. 
some shit you would say. Um, so take that into consideration. Like if you have been hard for so long, it does take time to soften up, but that's why things like getting massages and, you know, sitting in the hot tub or sitting in the tub, like these, those practices alone, saunas are going to physically soften you. But when you think about, you know, extreme example, like a bodybuilder versus somebody who's a couch potato, right? A bodybuilder is a different, <laughs> their skin is a different texture than somebody who has become a couch potato, right? There's that like extreme example of hard versus soft. So lean more into the softness this year and like just moving forward because again, everything's okay in moderation. We don't need too much of either, but we definitely need more softness moving forward as a collective because when you develop hardness physically, energetically, emotionally, that's how sickness develops, right? You know, when things harden within our bodies, that, that's what leads to people having chronic issues and chronic pain. So just keep that in mind, moving forward. Um, soften up a little bit. And that also brings me to that, that other part that I was like, these things have been a topic that have been, they, they just keep coming up. Is these, this idea that you're a burden. And I remember like, times that I've been going through shit, right? The way I like to process things often is like, I like my own space to do it. You know, I like to hermit and I like to reflect on it. However, you know, I've had my friend that, you know, might say like, let me know if I need to sit and stare at you. And I'm like, I don't want that. But, you know, maybe show up with food, even if it's like dropping it off at the door. You don't necessarily have to be there physically, but just to know that you're there that's what's good for me. So knowing like how you can receive and like the, the best way for you to receive, like that's, I feel like that's important to understand that you gotta, you gotta find your thing because there is help out there. There is support out there and people want to help you. And especially in the winter season, again, seasonal depression is up this time of year. And we have these communities for a reason. We have friends for a reason. Even if you don't have that kind of support from your close family members or close loved ones, there is support out there. And much like, you know, I like to tell people, if you can get a, a housekeeper or if you can hire some additional help for those things that you're not necessarily all the way skilled in, get that help. Because there are people who love doing the things that you hate to do. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. They really do. And the more you understand that, the more you can utilize that, the better it is for everybody. Because people want to do the things that they're skilled in, and people need help with the things that they're not so skilled in. So one of the things that I've said to clients, you know, that have felt like a burden to their friends or family members with whatever they're processing is... <clears throat> Well, like one, I don't even want to list numbers because I don't know how many I'm a list, but how often has somebody just dumped their emotions on you, right? I know I was in an Uber the other week and it was right before I had a salt cave event. Um, if you were not on that 
subscriber list, go ahead and sign up for that so you can be in the know of my upcoming events because I have a couple in the next coming months and you want to be there because space is limited. But anyway, I was on my way to the salt cave and I got in the Uber and, you know, before I do these Reiki events, before I do group events, you know, I'm usually, not even usually, I require a certain level of Zen, right? I need to get into some sort of mind state to feel, feel, to feel full enough energetically to be able to share that with other people, right? So I'm in this different space already because I've already gotten there. I've probably, you know, made it, made smoke a little something or whatever, maybe meditated or, you know, fed myself. I do things to, again, feel full energetically before I share the energy with the group. So I get in the Uber and the guy that's picking me up, I don't even remember his name. It's probably for the best, um, but bless him. And I did, I did bless him when I was out of the Uber. But anyway, I get in the car and he's like, hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm good, how are you? And I immediately was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Here we fucking go. <laughs> and I was like, um, I didn't even want to say what's going on because I know there's a there's a um there's a quote by what is it, Tracy Matthews? Am I saying that right? Hmm. There's a quote I heard on some interview recently online, and uh somebody was saying, if you want to know about somebody, just let them talk, right? Like they'll tell you everything. And I've developed, I didn't even think of it because it's what I've already been doing within my work. Uh, you know, I'm very skilled at holding space or just being a listener because that's what a lot of us are looking for, right? And so I didn't even have to say anything. I didn't have to say, oh, what's going on? Or what, what happened? Because he more than gladly shared it with me. I did not ask for that. Uh, this was not a friend. You hear what I'm talking about? Did you hear that part? This was not a friend in my circle or even like outside of my circle, maybe a client, because my clients clearly are maybe going through shit, right? That's why they're seeing me. Um, so this was not a friend, a loved one. This was not anybody that I knew and immediately took that deep breath to tell me what the fuck was going on in his life. I did not ask for it, right? How are you? That's all I said. Not what's going on. How are you? And, and I will say, I know a lot of people get, I don't want to say weird, a lot of people might say, hey, how are you? And then just, it's a, a thing, but they're not really listening. They don't really care how you are. I really do care to hear what you say back. I will say that. So like, I get it. I'm also inviting in that energy. However, like, I'm not going to ask how you are if I don't want to hear it. But it felt like one of those moments. So I already knew I was walking into whatever. So he takes this deep breath and he's like, I got a headache today, um, but it's because I gave blood earlier today. And then again, I'm just kind of sitting and I, I could have put on my headphones, but th this is somebody who needed to get it out. Right. So he tells me he got blood work earlier and he had just finished chemo, I think 15 months ago. I don't know the timeline. He'd finished chemo. And I was like, oh, well, congratulations. And he said he goes for blood work every X amount of months just to maintain and make sure things are still okay. And uh, I feel very much like, you know, those, the extended car warranty people that are just 
I feel that way sometimes when I talk about the things that I do, the work that I do, and the alternative therapies that are out there. Because it's different having a podcast talking about it. Clearly, there is an audience for that. But in saying that, like, I don't know that the audience that I'm speaking to in public spaces isn't my audience, right? They may be interested. I don't know yet unless I talk about it, right? So as he's telling me about his chemo experience and like how he wouldn't wish that on anybody and if he were to ever get it again, he would not go through chemo again because it was just that painful, blah, 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 blah. Then I felt like the extended car warranty people or even low key Jehovah's Witness kind of thing. And I was like, have you sought alternative therapy? Have you sought holistic healing? That, that felt very much like one of those people, right? And he was like, well, no, not yet. You know, I, I was looking at some supplements and I talked to my doctor about that and, and the doctor just said those are a waste of money and they don't work and I was just like, oh gosh. And I'm thinking like, I don't know that that doctor said that. I don't know what they said. And I was like, well, I mean, you can't just like pick up random supplements and think this is gonna work, especially, you know, like in this age of TikTok, just because it worked for one person doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. The same with any of these therapies and any of these medicines out there, right? You gotta find the thing that works for you, or the things, because it's gonna be more than one thing. You gotta find the things and ride with it, right? So we're having that discussion, and then I was like, well, you know, probably see a practitioner that can recommend what supplements you want, but a physician isn't always gonna be the person that does that, right? They're treating a different way, so. A lot of the therapies, a lot of the things that I discuss on here in real life are the things that you can do in addition to this other work that you're doing, right? Because we need more than one thing for the most part. So then he's like, yeah, well, but also my doctor was just saying, you know, like, I just need to clean my diet. And I was like, oh my gosh, um, okay. Well, like, have you? And he's like, yeah, me and my wife, you know, like, we don't eat as, as good as we used to, and yeah, I guess I could clean up my diet, blah, 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 blah. And like, I know you've been hearing those studies of how it just seems more and more cancers are popping up, right? And a lot of that is, it's not just, it's not just emotion, or it's not just physical things, it's emotional things, it's food things, it's like, there's a slew of ingredients that go into that, right? So it's not just, let me go and see the physician, to treat me this one way, like there's lots of things going into it, not just cancer. I don't even wanna just label it as just cancer, just illnesses, disease, like things that are causing disharmony to your body. There's so many ways to treat all of them. And it's just an important to me anyway that we explore some of those things that are available, especially for like the very specific things that you're like, only I'm going through this. There's somebody that can help that, right? Um, and I, I'm enjoying like seeing the things that are available out there. And when I've, of course, studied my chart, like all the things say, I'm, this is my path to study the things and to share the things and to really lean into like how I can make my own body operate more efficiently. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, I see how that tracks because it's as I'm learning about things more and more, my wisdom and my ability to share the things is going to expand too, right? So, um, where was I going? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got these bullet points on here. So anyway, based off of that Uber driver's response, right, even though he had gone through chemo, he had gotten the answers from his physician on how to better his health, which was changing his diet, um, 
he was still very reluctant in that approach and what that looked for looked like for him. And then I was like, oh yeah, I had a client a couple years ago that mentioned to me he was diagnosed with testicular cancer like a year prior to me treating him or something. And he reversed it by changing his diet. He mentioned he eliminated sugar. He mentioned, and I don't remember it now, but he told me some of the things that he did. And then my Uber driver's like, oh yeah, that's the same kind of cancer I had. And I'm like, what the, what are the odds, right? And, but it also just showed me, you know, like again, what is possible out there for people that go those routes. And, but also it also shows how some people just aren't ready. They're not ready to heal. They're not ready for a different path. They're not, dif they're not ready for a different outcome. It's uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. And our brains and bodies naturally seek out comfort and familiarity. So like developing that skill or leaning into that way of moving, it's, it's different you know, and it requires discipline. It requires a different way of thinking. And I think, again, I can plug in, this is why it's important to, to find your people, to build your community, because we need those reminders and we need that support to shift our way of thinking and align our movements with what we want out of life. But that's one of the side effects of the healing journey and I like to, and I'm saying healing journey, but also be careful with saying healing journey. Like we, we're not always on a healing journey, right? Cause then we're always having something to heal, but we can say on this journey, but when you are doing certain work to heal yourself, to heal your lineage, to heal your family members, that kind of thing, not everybody's open to your path. Not everybody's going to be open to to healing and it can get really frustrating and it can be like, you know, like why, why wouldn't you want this? Why wouldn't you want to feel better? Like you see how I've, how much better I feel and the things that I've been through. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to do that? And again, it can get frustrating because it's like, you can, you can have this too. And again, not everybody's ready for that. And I know something that's helped me out with some of that, because again, it can get Jehovah's witnessy if it's like, you're showing up at people's doors like, this is what you need. This is the way. And it's, again, it's not the way for everybody. But when um, I've had clients, for instance, or loved ones even, and you may have had this experience before where you bought somebody like a massage gift certificate, for instance, and then they never used it. And it's like, you know you needed that massage. You've told me what pain you were in. You've told me like, what you're going through. I know you needed this massage. You like massages. But again, if they're not ready to receive, if they're not ready to lean into that kind of support, then they, they can't hear you. They cannot hear you. So one of the things that I did that still didn't feel too uh, intrusive was I know I had a client that has dealt with all kinds of grief and she's got allergy things and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, hey, I really think you should go to the salt cave. It would be good for all the things that you're going through. I think um, you'd enjoy it, yada, yada, yada. And she was like, yeah, 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 I'll go. 
appointment after appointment. Yeah, 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 I'll go, I'll go. And then I was like, look, you still haven't scheduled yet. So if it's cool with you, when we're done with your appointment today, I'll just call and get you scheduled. And she was like, yes, thank you. She was open to the help. She was open to receiving. But sometimes it takes just a little more on our part to help without, again, without like overstepping, you know, and you can, you can weigh out your options with that and how that looks. But sometimes it help, it just helps us help others by going that extra step to get them that support. So, you know, maybe if you've gotten somebody a gift certificate and, you know, maybe they're processing something and they're like, oh, fuck, like, I'm still going through whatever. And you're like, hey, I got you that thing that time. You know, maybe, maybe nudge them with, like, how can I help schedule that? Or, like, what can you do to shift them that way, right? Just, again, without overstepping because it's, there's a thin line, right? There's a thin line of, like, when people are ready and when people are willing to move that direction. Um, so anyway, those are the things that are floating. And then like, again, with the idea of being a burden, just like that Uber driver, again, that was a, a stranger, right? And I listened and I, and I asked, before I moved forward, I asked, may I share some advice with you? And he was like, yeah. So I shared some advice. But again, I asked first before sharing that with him. So one of the really amazing things about having friends that have gone to therapy is a lot of the things and practices that you learn from each other that they've been taught, whew, next level way of being. And one of the things that I share that Zakia, I've had Zakia on here before, one of the things that she would say when you're going through something is what does support look like? You know, like, do you have support? What does support look like? And I love that question because it really does help you process who's around, what's around for you, that kind of thing. But the other thing that I love that I've gotten from some of my therapy friends is I want to share something with you. Like, do you have the emotional space for it? Mm, so respectful, right? That's so nice. So... Before labeling yourself as a burden, even though your friends are there to help you, I mean, for the most part, unless, and sometimes people are like, yeah, but they're going through their own shit. Yeah, everybody's going through their, their own shit. That doesn't mean that they don't have the space to hear you or to help you, and perhaps they don't have the space, but they can provide it in a different way that they have the space for. Maybe they can't come there physically to support you, but maybe they send you some food or maybe they send you some, some money to help you with what you're going through, you know, something. But also be open to what support looks like, you know, because it may not be coming from who you are requesting it from at the time, but it may be coming from a source that you need even more in that moment, okay? But stop thinking you're a burden, you're not. People wanna help you, and it's just a matter of speaking up and figuring out what help you can get from where. All right. Anyway, on top of those things floating around, another thing that has been floating around is this idea of, and I feel like this is just always 
going to be a thing for people, whatever age, whatever generation, is feeling like they are not where they should be or feeling like they are a late bloomer. And it's like, late bloomer, how? You know, like, if we were all on the same timeline of our journeys, if we all had the exact same path, what the fuck would that look like? It's like, oh, I'm 32 and three quarters, so this is supposed to happen in my life right this second. It's like, that is not how we live. That's not how we live at all. And I'm grateful in many ways that, you know, I've had time to live alone. I've had time to do a lot of like deep healing on my, on my path. But in saying that, like it makes sense that I have that path because of the work that I do, the people that I help, and you know, how that has helped me in my path. However, like those that have lived with somebody for years and years and years, they have a whole different way of thinking, a whole different way of living that I know nothing about, right? And a lot of times I have clients that have had that kind of thing and they don't know any different yet. So it's like foreign or, you know, for me, it's foreign again to live with somebody and to share my space with somebody for so long. And it's like no path is better than the other, right? We learn something in each chapter from those experiences. And I don't think you can bloom late in a lot of ways because, again, we're not on the same path. We're all supposed to bloom in our own time, in our own timeline. And especially, like, if you are here to do something completely different, you're going to need practice. You're going to need to learn some skills along the way to get you there. You're going to need to build those teams, right? There's just so many things in place before things can happen sometimes. So I don't think there's like a, a late blooming on things because I know you know many stories of celebrities doing, you know, the ones that are just now getting awards and stuff. Like I know I talked about Little Richard on here and he had just gotten an award, an award when he was in his 60s, right? Like I don't think there's there's like a an ideal time for like, I mean, Ideally, we have a time <laughs> that we want to make things happen, but that's not how life is set up. And uh, the, the quicker we can grasp that, I think the more comfortable and less anxious we can be in moving forward because there's skills that clients have of mine that I don't have, or I'm sorry, there's skills that clients of mine have that I don't have. And yes, they see me for healing and stuff, but I learned something from everybody, right? I learned something from all of my clients. I learned things from my students. And I'm not more advanced in my stuff. I might just have more of an interest in my, let me not say I'm not more advanced. I'm in, okay, I'm advanced in some ways, but other people are more advanced in the things that they like, right? So. That's that's the thing. There's not like a late bloom thing. There's a find your find the things that work for you, right? And just develop that, refine that. And the things that don't work, figure out how you can make them work better. Right? And again, that's part of that is building your community and learning from those around you because the support is always there. 
Um, again, I've got some Reiki events coming up. If you've not yet made a salt cave event, they are amazing. I do the sound healing and Reiki in the salt cave. And one of the things that I was thinking about was, you know, just there was almost like this imposter syndrome situation that happened with like the, the sound healing bit. And I was like, why do I feel a way about that? Because I really have been implementing sound healing in the work I've been doing. Like since I learned Reiki, I learned about solfeggio frequencies. And uh, I know I had said recently, like I was gonna stop taking classes and stuff, which th that wasn't all the way a lie, but I did, I did get a Gene Keys book which I had already been like fake studying Gene Keys, but I didn't have the book. And then I was like, man, this is a whole nother level of learning that I'm doing now. And like, you know, human design was my jam, but this is a whole nother level. And I feel like a lot of the reviews that people put about Gene Keys is, it's more of that feminine energy, which again, I've discussed on here. And I guess I wasn't ready to hear that part yet. I wasn't ready to receive kind of thing. So human design, Okay, so I feel like when I learned astrology things, astrology was like the blueprint of stuff. And then when I learned human design, it was like, yeah, you had the blueprint, but also this is how you move with it, right? So I feel like Gene Keys, which Gene Keys was a channeled um, system, I can say system, I guess, a channeled system by Richard Rudd that he developed from human design. So it's like an adaptation and like a sprinkle, razzle-dazzle, some extra shit with human design, right? And <laughs> wonderful way of, wonder, wonderful description there, Shiana. So kind of like how I feel like astrology was the blueprint and human design is like the way to, way to move with it. I feel like Gene Keys is like, the, again, like kind of that refinement of it. Like now you have how to move, like, here's how you can master that even more kind of thing. Something like that. I think that works. I don't know if that's going to make sense at all. But if you have, I'm sure some people listening have even looked into Gene Key's things. But let me know if, if you have, like, what your take is on it of, like, how that looks as far as astrology and human design are, like, what you place it as. But I feel like it is that feminine energy. It's the receptive. It's the, um, you know, these skills, but also like, how's, here's how you refine them. And here's how you can move with more flow with them. That's how I feel anyway. So one of the things I learned about my human design thing, or I'm sorry, Gene Keys, was even um, how one of the things that I was like, okay, I knew I was a 6'2 already in human design, role model hermit, but also knowing that I naturally pick up skills that they just, they come naturally to me, right? So that whole imposter syndrome of sound healer things, I was like, I've already been doing them. It's just different ways of implementing the things I've been learning and how that looks and how I'm moving with it and how I'm presenting it and how I can help with this skill moving forward. So I'm out of my head about that now, but I, I thought about that scene in the matrix where, you know, he's like downloading this new skill he wants. Like if he's like, I want to learn Tai Chi and he downloads it. That's how I feel with a lot of the things that I learned. Like this is what I want to know now. I, I learn it and integrate it, but it all makes sense with the things I'm already doing. Right. There's just, it's just the refinement of the things I'm already doing. 
So yeah, that's that. But again, I'm working to do at least one, if not two, um, in-person events monthly. So again, get on that email list and make it to one of them or both of them or all of them because they're a good time. It's also a good time to meet other members of the, the community that, you know, some, some people have been developing friendships from these groups or like they at least see people and it's like a familiar face. And this is how, this is how you meet your people by going to these things and by working together and learning who's around you to support you, right? So um, I feel like I was gonna talk about some more mastery things too, but we can talk about some mastery things some other time because I'm definitely not a master in gene keys, but when I was learning about the other things that I've learned, there's like the book, Malcolm Gladwell, was it Outliers? He has a, it might be Outliers, but Malcolm Gladwell, I know, speaks about, is it 10,000? Yeah, 10,000 hours are required for you to be a master at something. And then other people are like, well, it takes seven years. And I was like, oh, well, I'm like coming up on, this will be year seven for Reiki, right? And so I do feel skilled enough in that, but then it's like, what else have you been doing for seven years that you probably are a master at now, you know? And like, how does that move from here? So just taking that in. Um, lastly, on side effects, with the, uh, the sound healing events I'm doing, I do get some questions after, of course, after the events that have taken place, when people have recognized some of the things that have shifted or things that happen. And um, one of them, I had a, somebody that came to the, uh, the sound bath event that I had, and she sent me before and after picture, and she was like, my handwriting has completely changed. Like, could that be a thing? And I asked my physician friend, again, this is why it's good to have physician friends. I was like, could that be a thing? And she was like, yeah, you know, it's definitely a neurological thing. And, you know, if your nervous system is a lot more relaxed, your handwriting will show that as well. And I was like, that makes sense. And then somebody else that came to the sound bath had been putting a project off, like organizing her closet and kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And she was like, oh my gosh, I finally got through my closet after the sound bath the only thing I could think of that had changed was that event, like nothing else in my life had changed. Could that have been, she didn't say side effect, but could that have been from the sound bath? And again, my physician friend, she was like, yeah, cause it can like, again, nervous system things, if they are out of sorts, you know, there's fuckery afoot. But if things are moving more aligned, if you are a lot more relaxed, again, if you're a lot softer, um, things have more flow, so your mobility, your, um, your motor skills, those, and your, your brain focus, it's, it's different. It's, it can do a little more when things are a little more relaxed. So I, I think it's interesting just to see some of that stuff that happens. Um, I know another side effect that I, I've discussed on here before, I've discussed it with some other clients, is um, some stomach stuff has taken place with some of my clients. Either I've had, like, somebody had to immediately use the bathroom before they shit themselves on the table, or they got home and, you know, had some blockages cleared. And another one that I've had that people have questions about is, like, why am I crying, or why can't I stop crying, 
or like where the fuck are these tears coming from? And it might not even feel like they're like boohooing themselves, but it's just like wet. (laughs) Wet is coming out of my eyes. What is this? And, you know, again, it goes back to as you learn your energetic boundaries and you learn your own energy and how sensitive you may be to others, you realize some of that that you're releasing may not be your own. And that's weird. But then you're also realizing, you know, I like to give the example, you know, like if you have a hose, right, you're hosing your your garden or some shit. Or if you were a millennial child, you are drinking out of a water hose at playtime outside. And if you bundle up that hose or somebody ties a knot or they squeeze it on some end and it blocks all the water from coming out right, it's going to build up and eventually that's going to unravel and all of the water is going to shoot everywhere, right? That's going to happen. It's the same with our emotions. If they have nowhere to go and they are building up and building up, again, this is how chronic illness happens because it's got to go somewhere, so it's just getting stored in your organs. Or you can do healing things or pause and, and think about what you're processing and actually feel the feels because I, too, am very guilty of this in the past. Um, And I've said before, somebody said Capricorns like to schedule their emotions, but it's one of those things that's like, I'll get around to that. I don't have time for that right now. Like, I'll feel that emotion later. I'll do this, and, and it doesn't come around. And then these emotions are stuck and stored and frustrated and pissed because I haven't had a chance to express myself. So... We store it more and more. We hold on to other people's shit that they're not expressing sometimes, and now it needs somewhere to go. So then you come to me or an energy healer, and then it's like, where are these tears coming from? Why can't I stop? Yeah, because you haven't made time. You haven't made time to feel these feels. You haven't made time to sit with this, and now they need somewhere to go. So that is a side effect. Uh, It does happen. doesn't always happen. But this is why it's important to get in touch with your own emotions and to really sit with what what we're going through sometimes, you know, because we can't just always put those off. They need time as well. And even in this day and age when people are like, no, there's time to do that later. You got to work right now. Then you're it's you're stuck when you feel like shit and then you don't want to go to work and it's like well now it's time to sit with this or you're just going to be sick anyway because you've stored it so you know I can go on a whole rant about that Uh, like a that could that could be several episodes of the same information (laughs) repeated different ways because it's the same thing that I've been sharing all the time anyway like you got to learn your shit you got to learn what works for you and roll with it again get these tools for your toolkit get the support that's out there because it is there and refine 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 so one of the things that comes after that is like okay I'm all healed now what and it's it's uh I was thinking like okay what what does happen when you've reached that level and in my own my own processing in my own path it's not that like I'm 100% healed from all the things, no, but once you've learned the skills that work for you, again, it can get Jehovah's Witnessy, but once you've, you've learned the skills that work for you, yes, you can share them, yes, you can integrate them, yes, you can apply them, but also 
again, because not everybody's going to have the space for it, but one of the things I think is important is um, learning how to be of service. And then once you can learn how to be of service, then all the feel goods that you have, because you've done healing work, you can help others with. And, you know, again, it's hard when you've done this healing work and you're like, oh, everybody should be doing this. And, you know, they say like therapy is for those who are dealing with people that need to go to therapy. It's the same kind of thing. So much like my podcast or the message or my audience isn't everybody, you know, like not everybody's going to be receptive to it and not everybody is going to be ready for it. It's the same with your own work, right? Not everybody's going to be receptive to that process, to that path. So when you think of and figure out what you can do to be of service, you, again, you find your people a different way. You find the people that can help you find, or they find you. Let me say it that way. They find you because it's like, oh, finally, finally somebody out here understands the things that I've done or processed or gone through. And like, this is another mirror that I can see that I recognize. It's like, oh, yeah, this is somebody that can help me. And we need more and more of those because there's so many people who don't think that they're either worthy of the help or they don't think that there's somebody out there that can help what they got going on. So refine, learn how to be of service, repeat. All right, that is it for today. Uh, make sure you tune in every Thursday on Expansion Day and make sure you meditate and hydrate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 